Rebecca's experience may be odd, but she's not alone in it. Anywhere from one in every 30 to 150 people have reported seeing so-called ball lightning, and not just in recent history. Sightings go back to the ancient Greeks and Romans, and one of the most famous accounts of the phenomenon actually came from the 19th century when Tsar Nicholas claimed he saw a lightning fireball at church. Now, the most well-known account is really more the most oft-repeated account, and not so much because of the ball lightning itself, I don't think, but because of what it did. So, a contemporary of Ben Franklin during his kite-flying, lightning-catching heyday, named George Richmond, actually died as a result of what is believed to have been ball lightning, whilst conducting experiments similar to what Franklin eventually achieved and survived. Now, as long as humans have been claiming to have witnessed it, they've also been attempting to explain it. And the theories really run the gamut from reasonable meteorological science to the fantastic paranormalist of notions. It didn't really get any significant research until quite recently. In the early 1960s, a team of researchers were all on a flight together, wherein they all witnessed witnessed such an orb in the plane while it was in the air. And they all had to admit that they either did indeed witness the ball lightning phenomenon, or they had had one hell of a shared delusion. But of course, since it was a plane full of scientists, they wanted to find out for sure. And that definitely sparked interest in the scientific community in terms of getting to the bottom of the mystery once and for all. I mean, we've come a long way in the sense that we do have a number of theories for it today, but there's still a lot about it that we haven't really explained. and we have yet to get everyone to agree on a single explanation for it. We do actually know quite a bit about it in terms of how it's described because of one guy named A.I. Grigoriev, who dedicated pretty much his entire career to analyzing and cataloging more than 10,000 cases, which he collected into a volume entitled Statistical Analysis of the Ball Lightning Properties. Thanks to that, in terms of what it appears to be, there are a few areas of consensus. For one thing, ball lightning is capable of being seen both inside and outside, and can appear to those in the middle of the ocean, where it was often spookily chronicled in the 1700s, as well as in airplanes like when those scientists witnessed it. It also would frequently appear to pilots during World War II, and this may have led to stories of alien sightings and, of course, the Foo Fighter phenomenon. Google that if you never have. Though it should be noted here that while it is often confused for St. Elmo's fire, these are in fact two separate, totally distinct phenomena. Oh, and Google that too. The stuff can appear in a number of colors, and as Rebecca noted, tends to have these little tendrils coming off it, almost as though it were a ball on a string. Its movements can be somewhat erratic and unpredictable, and quite often it appears to move through windows and walls. There are actually a number of proposed theories, and I will leave you to go through all of them if you would like. But one of the most recent, and increasingly accepted by the scientific community, was developed by a scientist named John Loke, who created the first mathematical solution that would explain ball lightning. His equations, which are concerned with the motion of electrons and ions, would provide an explanation for specifically how it is that this globular lightning seems to move through glass, such that it can, you know, 
get into your house. Basically, his theory proposes that a bunch of ions build up on the outside of a window, say to your house or the cockpit of an airplane, which creates an electric field. The air molecules on the other side of the glass are excited and form a ball discharge in an electric field of about a million volts per Loke's paper. There are other theories that have proposed explanations for when ball lightning occurs more in the wild, implicating everything from microwave radiation to the vaporization of silicone dust. And there are also plenty of off-world explanations that don't actually involve aliens, though there are a few of those too. Some physicists have proposed that ball lightning is some kind of antimatter, and others have even cited black holes. Similar to other cosmic phenomena, it's been difficult to study because unless one happens to witness it in person by chance, ball lightning hasn't been something you can just create in a lab to study. Although one team of researchers who were working on a totally different project created the electromagnetic field believed to be necessary for ball lightning completely by accident. And they were then able to model it using something called a skirmion quasi-particle, which honestly should get a whole episode because they are very neat and could be very useful to quantum shit like quantum computers, which are also very cool. Anyway, there's still a lot that we don't know about ball lightning, but that doesn't mean I am suggesting that you go out and try to see some. Statistically, it is spotted about as frequently as people who have seen lightning at close range, so maybe like 5% of the population of Earth. And frankly, I am totally content to remain in the 95% of people who have never been that close to a bolt of lightning. Thank you very much. No, just riff. Riff. Just tell. Tell it. Like you told me in your delightfully meandering way. (laughs) So you are here. Welcome to my show. Welcome to my house that you have been in many times. And you are here and I'm putting you to use to tell me the story. Because the thing was is that you were like, hey, I have some ideas for your podcast. Because as I mentioned earlier, you've been like listening to some back episodes and I'm excited about that because I'm like, this is special that you're loving this thing that I made with love. (laughs) So I'm happy about that because you're my friend and I like it when my friends like my things that I'm passionate about, even though they are exceedingly geeky. But you said, hey, I have some things that would be good topics. And then like, I want to say apropos of nothing, but it wasn't really. It was more like apropos of wanting to suggest topics, but then you just casually fucking drop on me that you saw ball lightning, IRL, after all this time. And I've only mentioned it, like, actually, it wasn't even just the heat lightning thing, because I remember that I did an episode, and you can go back and listen to it. I don't know, it was probably a year ago. I did an episode on Will-O-Wisps. So I know that I've talked about ball lightning several times, and I know that every time I say I'm going to do a show on it. And guess what? The time has come, because you actually saw it. And I'm jealous, because I... many, many other people of the scientific mindset have literally never seen it, literally never known anybody who's seen it, and the anecdotes that exist are really well established, but they are all anecdotes. And now I have an anecdote that is like one degree of Kevin Bacon away from me because it's your anecdote, and I'm so excited. So I just, you know, you kind of told me, but I want you to like set the scene here and tell me about your ball lightning experience because I'm uh, I'm hot about it, and it's not just because it's extremely it's hot light, right it's now. Light, it's like, lightning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like completely jazzed about this. So set the scene for us. Well, it's scary for starters. It's kind of terrifying. It was about five in the morning in Brooklyn and my like a pre-war apartment. So old 
kind of spooky apartment. I'm sleeping on a love seat, which is like, I'm a tall person. It's like a two person little love seat on like a very hot and rainy night. So I'm like sprawled out on the couch, half asleep. It's like five in the morning and the thunder is right overhead and it's pouring rain. And I get kind of woken up by these bright flashes of lights and like loud cracks. I'm like in this half kind of groggy state, super sleepy, but that doesn't make the story any less true. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, whoa, mm, thunderstorm, okay. That's nice. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's really close, but whatever. Maybe I can fall back asleep. When all of a sudden there's a bright lightning outside and a big thundercrack right up above me, I hear a snap and I see like flash of light in the house. Like, I'm laying on the couch, I'm, you know, I'm looking straight up, so when I saw the lightning out of my peripheral vision, I was literally staring at the ceiling, and I heard this pop, like, snap, you know, kind of like that electricity static electricity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like a sparkler went off, like, in midair, like, it was like a... I don't know, it was less of a ball and more of two, I think there were like two little balls and surrounded by like kind of like this network of light. You know, like when you go to a light show and it's like all like... Yeah, like tendrils almost. Yes, tendrils, yeah. yes. It was like a little octopus of lightning. A squid. <laughs> God damn it, they're everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know, can I say? I can't, probably can't. Have, you listened, to, have you listened to my podcast ever? I don't think I've gotten through one episode where I haven't said fuck. Okay, Sometimes well, Sometimes I'm just what? like... I wonder <laughs> where I should put fuck in this episode. It's like an Easter egg. Okay, Sometimes also though, you can say, it just cut. look, this shit's scary. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, I was like, maybe I didn't really see that because I'm, right. I'm sleepy, it's five in the morning. You're um, in a creepy, ambiently noisy apartment. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Things happen in New York. We don't question it. It's, we just let it happen. No explanation happens, yeah. My heart rate was a little elevated, but I didn't do anything. I just kind of like laid there and was like, okay, well, that probably didn't happen, so I'm just going to go back to sleep. <laughs> and then it happened again. Uh-huh. And then it happened again. Uh, and there was another, like, the same sound and, like, literally in the same place. And that kind of freaked me out because it was, it's, like, directly yeah. above my head. Yes, yeah, so fuck. So, like, if you're, like, imagining yourself lying on a couch and, like, looking up and, like, it was between me and the ceiling and it didn't come out of a light fixture, it didn't come out of an outlet, it was just in the middle of the air. The same thing, yeah. like, these two, like, orbs of light with, like, tendrils around it and this, like, popping, snapping electrical sound. And the second time I was like, I got the fuck out of all the time. <laughs> and I, like, bolted into the kitchen and I peered around, like, the edge of the wall, what clutching my pillow. I definitely brought my pillow with me. I was like, what for protection? Where are those spooky balls at? <laughs> Where the shield? Yeah, because, like, that's gonna work. But also, I probably would have done the same thing. So, yeah, I had no idea what it was and I was staring around from around the kitchen. I think it happened a third time when I was in the kitchen and I was like, what the fuck? It seemed like the storm was passing and so I, like, crept back into the living room and went back to bed and if it happened again I don't know I was asleep but it happened right above my head and I had no idea what it was I kind of forgot about it for like a couple weeks yeah as one and does. then when I was up here the other night I was like oh you know I have, I have, weird I have something you could google for me and then of course when I told my roommate and my not my roommate my old roommate I was at my ex-roommate's apartment when I told him she was like that sounds like some fucking ghost energy coming at you and I was like shut the fuck up <laughs> shut the fuck up 
<laughs> Although, I mean, honestly, in terms of, like, spooky happenings, I mean, it's New York, right? There's spooky happenings. But you're not alone in ascribing that phenomenon to supernatural because... Or, or, or giving it some kind of supernatural ex- explanation. Because the truth is, spoiler alert, it's not a well-understood phenomenon scientifically because it has not been able to be recreated in a lab and it only exists in anecdotes like yours. So actually, you know, we should get in touch with some of these scientists that have literally devoted their whole life to studying it and tell them your anecdote to add to their little horde of anecdotes that basically Why? is... <laughs> why my house? <laughs> You're the chosen else. one, that's why. <laughs> it's attracted to your energy. You have good energy. Hmm. Or maybe you don't because honestly <laughs> the first, like in the Middle Ages... It happened in a church, and they ascribed it to a couple of assholes who were sitting in the front pew playing cards during the sermon, and they were like, devil's in you, and now the devil's in all of us, and it broke our windows. Ah, uh, yes. I am a sinner, <laughs> and that is why. And you got the spooky ball energy to prove it. Spooky ball lightning to prove it. <laughs> Amen.